He comes with western winds, with evening's wandering airs, with that clear dusk of heaven that brings the thickest stars. Winds take a pensive tone, and stars a tender fire, and visions rise and change which kill me with desire. Emily Jane Bronte Prologue, December 1848 Blizzard-whitened winds blasted across the desolate high moor country, enshrouding gorse and heather in a sheet of shimmering ice. Gales surged down the open hillsides and into the churchyard, moaning across the ice-encrusted gravestones that shouldered against one another in the December darkness. Then the winter raids combined their attack, encircling the old stone parsonage at the edge of the village, shaking it and shrieking, Let me in! Like relentless, malevolent ghosts, they battered the brittle window panes, wailing their demand for the warmth and life inside. Within, three unmarried sisters huddled by the fire in the dining room, trying to ignore the death call that grew louder with each tick of the clock. Charlotte drew her chair closer to the fire and tucked her heavy skirts around her ankles. She adjusted the queer little spectacles on the bridge of her nose, then resumed reading aloud from the book she had purchased at the stationer's shop the day before. It was the work of an American writer, Emerson, which she found intriguing. Perhaps it would please her sister Emily, who sat next to her large yellow dog on the rug, pale and still, holding on to her rosewood writing box with a kind of quiet desperation. If only Emily would have let them call a doctor, Charlotte agonized, glancing at her stricken sister in the flickering firelight. Then she looked up, and her eyes met those of her other sister, Anne, the youngest of the three at twenty-seven. There she saw a reflection of her own grief. They both knew that now it was too late. There was little they could do for their brilliant but determined sister except stay with her until the end. Suddenly Emily's shoulders hunched, and she was racked by a deep and terrible cough that echoed into every chamber of the house. Across the hall in his study, her father tried in vain to concentrate on reading his Bible, peering at the printed page through a large magnifying glass. His heart was heavy as the snow-laden clouds outside, knowing he would soon bury another of his children in the cold vault beneath the stone church floors. The spasm subsided, and with trembling fingers Emily opened the writing box that had been her closest friend and confidant through the years. She knew and was grateful that she hadn't much time left. Only one thing remained to be finished in her waning lifetime. Inside the box lay a slim, red-covered volume that, until this moment, only Emily knew existed. For the past three years she had written in it furtively almost every night. She had kept it hidden beneath the mattress of her small bed, risking exposure of a dark and dangerous secret should one of her sisters discover it but it was a risk she had been willing to take because writing was the only way she had been able to sort out her terrifying thoughts. Writing had led the way through the treacherous anger, fear, and despair that had at times engulfed her like the mists on the moors, leaving her lost and helpless. Writing was the rock of sanity to which she clung desperately after a chance encounter on the moors had sent her hurtling into a frightening chaos of emotions that she neither understood nor had the experience to control. With no one to confide in, she turned, as always, to the patient page. A sob escaped her throat, and the effort sent her into another coughing fit. Surely it couldn't take much longer, she thought. 
she hadn't known her dying would be so attenuated. I know there is a blessed shore opening its ports for me and mine, and gazing time's wide waters o'er, I weary for that land divine. Emily had planned to burn the diary earlier when the others were not looking, but she'd waited too long. Her sisters had become anxious nursemaids as her illness worsened, hovering around her, not leaving her a moment alone in weeks. The clock on the stairwell chimed the quarter hour. Emily paused. She had no choice but to carry out this final task before their eyes. Slowly, with great effort but steadfastly, Emily ripped away the first few pages, crumpled them, and threw them into the fire. The flame leapt momentarily, consumed the tidbit, and returned to its normal glow.